Hey fam, this is Call Cheryl Hun Call, and I'm your host, Cheryl Spears. The views and opinions expressed here on the Call Cheryl Hun podcast are those of myself and podcast guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any company discussed. Any content provided by myself and podcast guests are of their opinion and are not intended to defame any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Each week on the podcast, we will hear your MLM stories and also discuss MLMs like Beachbody, along with the problematic Hines, super trainers, and CEOs who recruit using pain points and other sleazy tactics. This is not just another anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to prevent anyone from making the same mistake I made for the past eight years while I was in an MLM cult. If you want to share your story, email me at callcherylhun at gmail.com or send me a DM over on Instagram at callcherylhun. Now remember, when I'm not pulling back the BS on Beachbody, you'll find me here on my podcast or hanging out in my Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast or you might miss something juicy. Now sit back and relax, grab your favorite drink or snack and enjoy the show. Hey fam, Cheryl here. I'm just jumping on to give you a quick content warning. This episode contains content that may be alarming and trigger some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed description and take care of yourself. Hey fam, you're listening to the Call Cheryl Hun podcast and I am your host Cheryl Spears and I'm extra excited again today. Um, I get to interview my friend, Amber Nye, and um, she is part of the SNART crew. So this is going to be so much fun. And pretty much Amber is an open book, but we're going to, I don't know, see where this goes. So Amber, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hey everybody, I'm Amber Nye. Um, gosh, I feel like a broken record all the time because I feel like I just start with like the same story <laughs> on like everybody's podcast. But um, I was in Beachbody for five years. I reached the coveted diamond rank. I was almost two star diamond when it all fell out from under me. Um, and in taking a step back from the the business part mm-hmm. uh, once it all fell apart and so I could like focus on myself and my my high-risk pregnancy at the time um, I kind of woke up to some of those red flags that I had been ignoring for a long time mm-hmm. um, and that kind of led me here where I am today where I just kind of speak out about my experience and what I went through and letting others know that um, if they resonate with anything that I, what I say, or any story that I share that they're not alone, that um, if they are also seeing those red flags, that um, it's not out of the ordinary and, uh, you know, just here to help in any way I can to either um, help people get out or keep them from joining at all in the first place. So 
That's why I continue to speak out. Um, so the message can be heard by whoever yeah. needs to hear it. Um, so to unpack just a, a few things, um, I want to actually start at the beginning. We won't go through your entire journey with Beachbody because a lot of people know about it. Um, but I do want to know, and I think you've probably shared it before, but I have not heard it um, or I don't remember it. Um, where, what caused you to join Beachbody? Like, why, why, what, what was going on? Um, so when... I uh, had my middle child, like after I had her, um, I had gained a lot of weight with that pregnancy and I was up in the middle of the night um, doing a late night feeding with my newborn and I saw an infomercial for insanity. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't even know like about the coaching side of it. Like at first I just thought it was like at home workout type yeah. of deal and I had just been kind of sharing my journey, like my progress with insanity on my Facebook and a friend reached out and was like, oh, hey, did you know that you can make money doing this? Yeah. And, um, I figured, well, I might as well give it a try because I, uh, we had just moved to Kentucky for Jake to start medical school. So I was like, well, I can do this and maybe earn some extra cash on the side as a, you know, being a stay at home mom in a new place where I didn't know anybody. So yeah, in the community aspect of it was really enticing. And, um, because, you know, I had to leave everything I knew and moved 10 hours from home and it was hard to meet new people yeah. being, you know, a, uh, uh, a stay at home mom to two small kids when, and my spouse was gone all the time. So it was just very isolating. So, um, that the whole aspect of it, of it, and like the, you know, the dream that they sell you yeah, sisterhood and all that, um, really helped to kind of reel me in and get me, um, even more involved and made me want to take the next step and like be a coach because yeah all the, you know, the smoke and mirrors that, and the, yeah. the things they promise you that you can do. Yeah. Just it, your story sounds exactly the same as pretty much 75% of the people, 85% of the people that I talk to, um, you know, especially when you're a new mom, um, it actually just unlocked the memory in my, for me, because that's, I never realized or put those two together. I was a new mom as well. Um, my kids are seven years apart and my youngest was two years old. Right. And, um, I started, <laughs> I, both, my husband saw the insanity infomercial and he started talking to me about it. Like, cause I had started saying I wanted to go to a gym and it didn't really click in my brain to, that I needed to change something until somebody asked me if I was, when I was due. And mm -hmm. I, my kid was two years old. Right. And, but still, even at two years old, like we, you as a mom know that you're still in like your, your brain is still not fully functional because they're either not sleeping or they're not sleeping for some reason. Mm -hmm. Right. Or they're running you ragged. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty important for people to understand that they do prey on vulnerable people and whether that be a new mom, but it does seem to be that they, it, a lot of people are getting preyed on because they are new moms. Um, mm -hmm. 
what do you what do you think about like when people say that nobody forced you to join Beachbody? Well, yeah, it's that's true. Like it, but it was encouraged, right? right. And you were manipulated into yeah. believing that if you, you know, that, um, you know, this girl over here, like, you know, she's just like you. So if she can do it, why can't you? And right. it's the manipulation and just the, the, the deceit that goes into selling you this, this dream life yeah. that is really the work you're doing is funding other people's dreams. Yeah. And it's just crazy the way that they make you think that, oh no, you can design your own life and be your own boss and create all these things for yourself when really it's just helping the people who are telling you that fund what they want and and their their dream so i i know that while you were in beachbody you were actually in an infomercial is that correct yeah i was in the 21 day fix infomercial um like i had to like send footage in like uh-huh. like myself in my home and stuff um like working out and like making meals with the containers yeah. um cuz i had won the beach body challenge i was like one of the monthly winners so i okay. won $500 for my 21 day fix results uh-huh. um, so like they have um or they had i don't know if they still do but they had like a success club like a success department um like and they had like this whole department devoted to just reaching out to the customers and you know basically you're the walking advertisement for them yeah. so did you get just 500 yeah i well i want i won technically because okay. whenever you technically submitted your results to get your free t-shirt mm-hmm. it was also entering you in the beach body challenge yes. yeah so where they would pick um and they would have just like regular customers that they would pick from. And then they had to have like a coach pool too, where yeah. the coaches could, enter, you know, um, yeah. so I was chosen for like the coach pool. Um, cause my upline actually sent Carl my before and after pictures. And he was like, Oh, tell her to submit her, her, her results and we'll get her this $500 check. And so Oh, uh-huh. So, well, that's interesting. You have to claim that on your taxes. So, okay. So two things just popped in my head. So first things first. Um, so your coach gave your, Mm -hmm. your results to Carl, who then said, tell her to Mm -hmm. submit it and she's going to get $500. So that was already done for. Yeah. Like nobody else. He can pick whoever he wants, basically. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, yep. the, and the other thing is, is that, so you were basically in a commercial, like an infomercial, right? So you were in a mm-hmm. commercial. Usually when people are in a commercial, they get paid for like, don't they get paid reoccurring revenue every time the commercial runs? You would think that, but when you sign, and oh. I can't remember the contract, but there's a contract that you sign, like a media release. Oh, basically so basically it's another way of them to get free advertisement like you said Mm -hmm. um and that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand is 
MLMs will tell you that one of the ways that people try to get you into an MLM is they say, we don't put a budget aside for marketing because we are the salespeople. We do the marketing right. for them. <laughs> it sounds all good, right? It sounds wonderful, but you're not getting paid for that. So you're their free advertisement is what it is. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, so you were in Beachbody. You you won. You're in an infomercial. Um, you built your team up to Diamond. Mm -hmm. Did you, who were your first two customers? Or your first um, two coaches? First, um, two coaches? Was my, my mom and my cousin. Oh, okay. So you plus mm -hmm. two, um, did your husband ever sign up to be a coach? I did, but I had to convince him to let me do it and use yeah. his social security card okay. number for it. And um, so that helped you um, build your diamond empire. Mm -hmm. So you, you started seeing that red flag and then what, did you start <clears throat> doing any type of investigate or like any type of research on how did the... I guess the anti-MLM space, like how did that, where did you find it? Like, where did it come from? Um, I kind of, well, um, the episode of last week tonight with John Oliver came out, uh, uh -huh. that the segment that did on MLMs. And I remember when it came out, like my upline, they were like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's just a bunch of, you know, just a bunch of misinformation basically, yeah. Um, and, but you know, this, so that was like 2017 and I left in 2018. Um, and I kind of like ignored it, but like in the back of my mind, I was like, well, why, why wouldn't they want me to watch this? Yeah. Um, also a lot of my upline, I started seeing, um, after 2016, a lot of them started leaning more into like anti-science rhetoric sort of, um, uh, questionable things and leaning into anti-science and, um, anti-medicine and with Jake, you know, being a doctor, I was like, um, I don't, I, I don't yeah. want to be, mm, this isn't like, not who I want to like associate with myself with because we are very, uh, very pro science over here. Um, yeah. and just the, some of the things that they were saying and it, it all leading back to, you know, um, they found this because, you know, beach body led them this way. So, um, I was like, Hmm, yeah, I don't like that. So when a friend had suggested to me to just watch the John Oliver segment and just uh -huh. be like, they were like just someone outside of Beachbody at the, at that. Um, they were like, just watch it and let me know your thoughts. So I watched it and I was like, oh my God, right? this all makes sense now of why this hasn't been working. Of even though, you know, after I've done everything they told me to do correctly and the way they told me to do it, um, it's not working because this the system was designed for me to fail from the beginning yes so uh, because that's what a pyramid scheme is so I was like this is a pyramid scheme and it it still took me like six months to fully like 
cancel my account, but mm-hmm. um, it was just like when I when I finally did, it was just like a weight had been lifted off my chest. Yeah, it had been you know such a cause of stress in my life for so long, you know. Well, yeah, because you were stressing to build a team. You were also in a in a team environment that was basically preaching everything that your whole entire family was working for. I mean, your husband's a doctor, right? So when you have people spewing like anti-science, it's like, wait a second, this doesn't, this isn't right. Um, do you, when, when you finally started quitting, like how long did it take you to, um, like, how did you find Peloton? I mean, cause that's, that's one thing. You're like the Peloton queen. How did you find Peloton? Um, well, I, because like working out at home for me had like Beachbody ruined that for like yeah. a long time, but, um, I decided I was going to give spin, like, uh, spin a try. So, um, cause I had been using, uh, like Les Mills. I was doing Les Mills cause like, I did that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, I saw that they had at home spin and, we had been interested in the Peloton, but at the time it was like too expensive for mm-hmm. us. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to get a, like a cheap bike off of Amazon and I'm going to try the Les Mills and just see if I can keep with, um, you know, the spin so yeah. that you know, if I am going to make the commitment to, you know, buy an actual Peloton, I want to make sure that I'm actually going to like stick with it, you know, yeah. just that much money. So, um, I did that for like a year. I saved my money for like a year, um, Mm -hmm. and then to get my Peloton. So, um, after Les Mills, I, 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 uh, started like transitioning into using the Peloton app and then that like sold it for me. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the biggest difference that you noticed between Peloton and Beachbody? Um, just the way that the trainers speak, you won't ever hear them talk about a diet or looking a certain way, um, or, you know, any sort of like diet talk, um, Mm -hmm. any sort of like self-absorbed talk like Autumn is just talks about herself. Um, and they, they all really seem to like get along and enjoy their time together and, um, there's no push. There's like no ulterior motive than just like showing up and moving your body and for, for, to feel good and for, for feeling joy in whatever way that brings you joy. That's why I'm all about the joyful movement now. So whatever you need to do each day to, to make you feel good and, get you in a good headspace, then do that. It's not like a one size fits all. Like there's yeah. something for everybody for whatever mood you're in. So yeah. you're, and you're right. Um, there's been times that I've taken just a walking workout outside and it's so interesting because, um, I think the last one I took was yesterday with just them. And she was like, um, I just first off want to take a moment and thank you for walking with me today. You know, you deserve a clap or a pat on the back because you got up and decided to go for a walk today. And I was like, that's so, it's so reassuring when you hear people say stuff like that, because 
while you're in Beachbody, I don't know how you felt, but when I was in Beachbody, I felt like if I went for a walk instead of doing whatever the calendar workout was, that I was failing because yeah. I was skipping a day and I had to double up the day you, the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you got off track and you missed one, then you'd have to double up the next day. Yeah. And um, you don't, you don't get that feeling with Peloton. You're and, not on plan. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no on plan yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. So one of the, you did talk about it and I really, this is one thing that I admire you about because I do my best to try, I'm trying to heal from it. Um, but you do a really good job of pointing people out and talking about diet, um, being anti-diet culture. Um, what, why are you so passionate about that and what have you done? So I'll let you answer that question first. Uh, really it stems from just, um, kind of how growing up I felt bad about my myself and uh I really lacked self-esteem and and confidence growing up just because um of my angiofibromas on my face so I was bullied a lot and mm-hmm. um realizing that like if people could just get past like um this weird thing on my face that made me looks or seem like a freak or so different to them that they'd realize that there was more to me the way I looked um and then you know and that corresponded into you know beach body and and them preying on me when I was set in such a vulnerable place being a new mom and being insecure about my body and you know the the snapback uh culture that is so mm-hmm. prevalent in in mommy culture that you know um yeah you had a baby but you better not look like you had a baby right right especially you know as the baby gets older yeah um so just that and just being sick and tired of it and yeah uh you know that i'm happy with my body as it is and um, moving more into like body neutrality that, um, you know, I don't have to, um, I I don't have to love or hate my body, but I just, I need to respect it and be glad that it's doing what I need it to do to survive and get me through the day and raise my kids and, um, live my life as I do want to see fit. And if that means that I'm 50 pounds heavier, then so be it because, I'm, I'm perfectly fine and content and being content is totally fine. We don't have to always like hustle and especially us like women we're we're taught we have to be hustling, always hustling, doing something. Um, and we can't just simply be who we want to be. Um, and I just, um, didn't want my, my own daughters to grow up living that same cycle of being fearful of food and, um, that being so consumed with the way their body looks that they miss out on experiencing all the the great things that, that life has to offer. So yeah, just breaking the cycle really, um, for the next generation. 
especially because you do have girls, right? But a lot of people don't realize it also affects boys. Well, fighting basically so hard to break the cycle and break the generational curse, like the basically the generational curse, because you're around the same age as I am. And I know that you grew up with your parents or your mom doing slim fast or talking about her weight or, you know, all of those great things. And um, so, and you do a really good job of showing up. Now we're going to talk about the fact of the matter that you are considered a rebel, you know, rebel. What is it? What do you say? Rebel, rebel, little devils or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Did, did I say it right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where rebel, did that come from? Devils. I don't know. Just me being a weirdo like always just me (laughs) but I don't think you are I think uh, the thing that I like about you the most is you actually give me confidence a lot of the time to speak up and stand up for myself because you don't let people push you around and I find it because I let I let people walk all over me for a long time you know, yeah. I was a pushover and I let them walk all over me. And I just got to like a certain point, like, I was just like, fuck this. Like, yeah. no, you're not going to, I'm not going to let that happen. Like I, I was actually going to take charge of my, of yeah. my own for, for once. So, so once you, once you started, um, onto your anti-MLM, I guess, journey or di- anti-diet culture journey, um, what is the, so how long have you been in that, in this space? Um, well, I guess since I left Beachbody in 2018, um, okay. cause that's because even before I had canceled um, my coach account, I had kind of joined some anti MLM Facebook groups and I was just kind of yeah. observing and yeah. And like reading, um, other people, people's stories that they were sharing and, uh, like real, just realizing like, Hmm, this isn't like out of the ordinary, like this other people are kind of ex- going through these same things and mm-hmm. kind of funny. Cause I'm, a, I am a lot of times a very analytical person. So like, I like to have all the information um or I I gather and I sit on the information for a while I should say Mm -hmm. um before like I at least that's what I tried I've been trying to do because I used to be a very impulsive person which is you know yeah of um how I was just so into uh beach body because once I did join because I had sat on it and thought about it for so long, then I was like, you know, all in with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of how it got started from there was just, um, uh, joining some, some Facebook groups. And then, uh, when I finally did share my story, people were like, oh, you know, you should like start a YouTube or, um, you know, people need to hear more of like what you're saying. Um, so I just kind of got more, um, active on Facebook and then that moved over to like Instagram. Um, and then it still took me like another year to like start up a YouTube because I was like, oh, nobody will want to like watch my channel. (laughs) Yeah, they do. You just got monetized, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. So what, what do you do? Like, what's the, the, like, what's the reasoning behind your YouTube channel? Like, what do you hope to, to achieve from it? Uh, really, it was just for me to like share my story. And then um, now it's more towards just kind of uh, sharing the message even more and like putting the information out there for people to have so they can make an informed decision or have all the facts um, right. so they can um, be able to make that that decision um, more clearly and not be, um, blinded or, um, or, you know, kind of misguided by the, by the deceit and the, the manipulation. Yeah. So just pointing, pointing out the manipulations really. So, so what would you say to people that basically say, um, that <sighs> what, what you or what, what we do is bullying because we will record or we get screen recordings from people and then put them up for people to see. Like, what would you say to that? Um, I don't think it's bullying because I, we're not talking, at least I'm not talking about people's looks or yeah. anything along those lines, like the ad hominem attacks. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. I, I talk about the behavior. Yeah. It's being critical of the behavior and exposing that behavior. And while some people may get mad about that, then I would ask them to un unpack why they feel that way. Yeah. Um, because uh, one, it's a lot of times it's the, you know, the, the distributors or the coaches or the reps who are saying that we're the bullies. And that's because for me, I believe that you there's a certain point you reach when you're in an MLM where you have to make a decision to basically leave your ethics and your morals behind yeah. because in order to continue to grow you realize that you have to take advantage of people yeah and manipulate them yep and i totally believe that a, a lot of these top coaches know exactly what they're doing yeah get people to to join them they yeah. they know ex what buttons to push they know how um because it's been taught it's a learned behavior taught to them yeah. by the actual ceos by the carls mm -hmm. um, by the autumns who you know are pro are truly the ones profiting from all of this in the end um because ultimately it's all about padding their own pockets and their own bank accounts and yeah. so they continue to live their life of luxury while everyone else struggles yeah um and you know for for when it comes to like us sharing um for the start crew when we share like a video or we share like a screen recording or whatever majority of the time it's like for for me or for us like we're just letting people know what they're doing and how wrong it is like we saw yesterday um I think you tagged me in it somebody tagged me in it the story where the coach was giving their young oh, yeah. child energized yeah that was me yeah that was me I had a and, follower send that to me and I didn't reveal the coach's name no I 
for the child's face and name, but this, this is just, um, you know, the messaging, it all trickles down It all trickles down from the very top. It's insidious, all of it, the messaging. Yeah. All meant to keep women specifically hungry and weak. So they keep being receptive to the bullshit that they're feeding, feeding them. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, so for, for anybody who, um, anybody who basically would say that, um, Amber is a mean girl, what would you, what, what's the message that you want to share with them other than, you know, the not being a bully type part? I would say that facts are not attacks. And that um, if you have an issue with the way I present information, um, then please come. My DMs are open. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, I have been putting my whole face out here for, you know, almost five years now and doing this work. And a lot of these people who say, you know, I'm, I'm mean, or I am bitter or all these (laughs) other things, like they're hiding behind sock counts, like at least have the, the balls to say it to me with your actual account. Right. Um, And that, um, you know, it's just me being very blunt in who I am and just realizing that I wish I had someone like me Yeah, when I was a coach that I wish there was someone like me that I could have heard this message from too, because it would have saved me a lot of time and a lot of money and just a lot of stress in my life if there was someone not just sugarcoating everything you know? Right. Right. Um, so what is your goal for like, let's say for your YouTube channel, because I do know that you do very well on YouTube, but for some reason, Miss Amber has taken a hiatus. So what can we expect from this YouTube channel? All right. Well, I'm really trying. It's just so (laughs) hard for me to like sit down and like do very long like longer format videos especially when I have a you know a five-year-old who's attached to me and just um so I'm trying to get back to recording and having at least two longer like pre-recorded videos a month um and then you know us still doing our weekly uh, sip and snarks. Um, yeah. really, I just want to talk more about kind of like diet culture and, um, get, you know, helping people to move away from that and heal from that. And, um, also continuing to share other people's stories. So yeah. maybe just like, um, you know, interviewing one person a yeah. month, uh, whether it's from Beachbody or, you know, another MLM just, yeah. um, sharing more actual stories yeah of people who have been 
uh, wronged and who have been victims and yeah. for, for their stories to be heard. Yeah. Because someone told me I would make a very good investigative journalist. So. You would. You would make a very good investigative journalist. You really would. Um, so let's let's unpack this. I, I actually want to ask you a couple questions because I feel like my podcast is is helping me realize the path that I need to take for healing. Um, because I just recently got out of Beachbody in February, and mm-hmm. um, after you left Beachbody. And everybody goes through like the, the phase of with food, the food part, right. After you leave, like, where do you, like, how do you, how did you start to begin to learn to trust yourself because you were engulfed in that diet culture for so long? Um, I just stopped giving myself, myself like rules around food. Um, and I just, stopped feeling bad about eating certain things at certain times yeah Uh, because really who like I'm a grown-ass adult like if I want to eat something and I use my money to buy it and eat it then I will do that and um because you know Jake and I are foodies so we love like you know our like love language is like food and cooking or like going out to local restaurants and um, you know, experiencing new, like local foods and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or different cultural foods because we live in like a food metropolis now. So, um, you know, I just wanted to like, enjoy that and mm-hmm. not feel guilty about it the next day because, oh, maybe I had, you know, too much of this last night or, you know, like, but, you know, but I, I did that while I was having a wonderful time with my husband and we were spending time together. So like really is what's more important to me that, you know, the feeling that, oh, now I'm going to have to do this much work to burn off all this, all these calories or that, you know, me and my husband had, you know, a really great date that, uh, you know, we never got to get before. And now that our kids are getting older, we can get away yeah. more, have time for ourselves that, and that's what I've been wanting. So it's like, I I'm doing that now, so I'm not going to feel bad about it. And, yeah. um, just realizing that like, uh, no food isn't bad. Food is just food. That's what society is telling me about food and the people like the autumns and the Alanas who are telling me that these foods are bad because they still have such a, a messed up relationship with food that they are infringing and projecting their restrictions and what they live by because they, they don't have control or they have a semblance of not having control that they have to be so over controlling mm-hmm. um, that like it's like I feel bad for them because I feel bad for Autumn that she feels like she has to live like that and eat rice broccoli and cauliflower every single day when you know it's like I don't know I would just rather have the the pancakes and yeah. and the bacon and and the steak and all the the creamy cheese and just, <laughs> you know would just rather it taste good right it's like it, it just be 
happy and I'd be happy yeah. and fulfilled. Yeah. And because, and I'm 50 pounds heavier, sure, but who cares? My husband doesn't. He yeah. still loves me just the same. Right. Because we all get old and, um, you know, my husband doesn't have his six packs, his six pack anymore that I, that he had when I met him, you know, when yeah. he was 20, a 20 year old college athlete, you know, we all change, we all get older. And this is just part of growing and, and living your life is mm -hmm. your body is going to go through these changes and we just have to be okay with that. And I think that, you know, there's a couple people that I've talked to, especially because there's been a lot of beach body coaches or former coaches on here. And all of us have basically gained weight back. And it's because we have to learn to trust ourselves again, because before we outsourced our food um, to Autumn or Ilana, right? Because in those programs, cause it caused me disordered eating. Um, mm -hmm. I still have issues with vegetables to this day. And that's the craziest part is yeah. if I can't put a vegetable, like I don't have my containers anymore. I threw them away. And so I feel like I have to put my vegetables in a container in order to eat them. Cause I don't want to overeat them. Then I don't eat them. And I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Did you, so I know you did the 21 day fix, um, because you obviously were in the infomercial. Did you ever try Ilana's to be mindset? No, I had left like, right. As that was like, okay. Getting ready to start. So I really don't like, I really didn't know much about yeah. it. Um, other than like people I knew, like on my team who were getting like to be cert, they were getting like a certification. Yeah. And all this stuff. And I was like, mm, that seems sketchy. Like, yeah, it's very sketchy. <laughs> so, um, I think I asked DC this question. I can't remember if I asked Jen or Amy this question, but I do want to ask you this question. Um, who is your favorite? Who is your least favorite super trainer and why? Well, Autumn, obviously, I think I've made it pretty clear. <laughs> I, I don't, and I used to, I mean, I used to be like those people who like defend her till the death. Like, yeah. I, I understand it because I used to be them, but that's like, when you finally wake up and realize like everything she is saying is just so fucked up and twisted. You're like, yeah. how did I ever, like, how was I ever like brainwashed into believing this like it's, it's, it's madness it is it's very maddening um I, I used to take up for her too even though I would cringe every time I had to do her workout because she talked the entire time it drove me insane um who is your least favorite top coach oh least favorite top that's hard. Well, probably, I mean, it's probably going to be a tie between like the frauders and mm -hmm. Ashley and, um, Christina Delgado really gets on my nerves too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, basically all of them who are like, you know, Autumn's little entourage. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, any of them who like use religion to try as a selling point, like uh, Haley Peters. Yeah. Um, some of the guys, some of the coach men are like so maddening as well. Um, I think that's because with the men, it's so misogynistic. Did I say that right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they, I just listen to their stuff and I'm like, wow, your poor wife. Like, I actually feel bad for him. No, it's crazy. I mean, I listened to one male coach say that, um, you know, Beachbody keeps his wife hot. Wow. Yeah, that he gets a hot wife out of it because she exercises and, and keeps her body in shape. And I was just like, wow. Like, God, you know, God forbid something happens to you or your wife and mm-hmm. you can't maintain that figure anymore yeah. you know like yeah that's that's so sad um so I really want to um uh, well closing this up for in the next couple minutes I just want to really give you a platform and a place for you to be able to share um anything that you may or may not like we may not have touched on um, to be able to, so people can really get to know Amber and understand Amber. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I think I'm a pretty open book. Um, yeah. I don't really shy away from anything. Um, so like if any, if someone hears this and they need someone to like talk to you to kind of like maybe run some things by someone who will be like, Hey, like I, that you want to keep you in check, then uh-huh. I'm happy to do that. Um, because I think for so like, I mean, for those five years I was working for this, uh, idea that, um, you know, doing this or being in Beachbody, I could, you, you're helping to change lives, right? Yeah. But really looking back, it was, no, you were, you were being taught to prey on people. And, um, I think a lot of us can, it's easy for us to get caught in the web that is, uh, multi-level marketing because we've, um, been kind of made to think it's okay. Like, you know, like growing up, my mom was in um, multiple different MLMs. So I just thought it was something that moms did, you know, know, to make a little extra money. And, um, that comes with, you know, feeling like, um, you want to do good. Right. And you want to make a difference. And especially as like a mom, you know, um, feeling like there's more to you than just mom, you know, that's, that's what they're hoping that you will get from their message. And I just want to be here to say that, you know, there is so much more to you than just being a mom or, or whatever, whatever they are trying to make you believe you don't need beach body to do that. Right. Or or any MLM for that fact. And, um, 
I hope that just me sharing my story can help someone to realize that or see that. Um, and I think now I am helping to change lives because, um, I put myself back in the narrative and not letting, uh, Beachbody corrupt and mislead and manipulate Mm -hmm. people any longer. And I think we're seeing the effect of the work we've been putting in now with everything that's all the the pushback that they have been getting lately. And I think our message is really starting to be heard and it's starting to resonate and it's starting to uh, make moves. And it's really just the beginning, I think. So, yeah, it is crazy because um, now that you brought that up, I completely don't know why it's based on it, but you know, a lot of the things that just came out of leadership about a month ago, it's, seems like I'm not going to give Carl credit because Carl is Carl, right? But it seems like he is one of those people who is trying, but just doesn't quite get it. Yeah, I think he is kind of um, using weaponized incompetence to his um it's he's using that to help him but I think he knows what he's doing I think he has a plan for everything and he this was his plan to kind of use body positivity to kind of find flip the script because of how much he's been called out um so he was going to try and kind of pull the rug out from under us I think but yeah we're we're not we we haven't let him no because um I mean just the difference that we've made it that you know in the past couple months um we've seen them take down actual reels that we have people had come in drones to come and just like no wait a second this is not right I've never seen a company take down a I've never seen them take down a reel before they also stopped really highlighting autumn and her autumnness mm-hmm. does that make sense because yeah. um now they're basically doing like stay in your lane type autumn like here's a recipe for you to share for a reel here's a here's a here's a paper for you to read from to talk about your healthy obsession group. Right. So it's almost like, you know, they, they are hearing us, but they're not quite getting the message. No, they're, they're trying to use our message yeah. and spinning it to fit their narrative. And there we what, go. Yeah. What I would just tell people is just to continue to question, ask questions, yeah. push back see what the response is when you ask those uncomfortable questions yeah. and see if you're dismissed or if you're told to ignore it or, Oh, that's, that's to- That's a toxic mindset. You, we don't yeah. need that around here and just see what happens when you ask a question. Right. Because when you ask those questions, a lot of us will not, well, either you're going to get blocked or if you're in, um, in the company, they, they're either going to tell you not to listen to us because, you know, we're bullies, trolls, or haters. Um, that's pretty much what they usually give the pushback on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that the, the stuff that did come out of leadership, I think that it was a way for them to basically say everything that we've been saying. Um, you are right to fit it into their narrative. Um, 
But the most important thing is that we just keep on um, pushing back because mm -hmm. they still don't get it. Um, what do you, um, what do you hope to see the changes that are made in the next five years with Beachbody? Well, I hope that the whole MLM side is just completely dissolved. Yeah. That start. Um, maybe I would love to see Carl actually take accountability and what, uh, Beachbody has done in contributing to yeah. diet culture and, um, how it has, um, affected people's lives such as ours and everybody yeah. else's who's been affected net negatively by their programs that they've created and the people that they have intentionally platformed, um, and I mean, honestly, I would love to just see it all burn. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, all right, Amber, um, what is, is there anything that you, we did not go over today that you want to make sure that we cover? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Do you want to tell the people, I'll also add it to the show notes, but do you want to tell the people where to find you? You can find me at the Amber Nye. I'm the same across all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. I'm on Twitter as well, but really I'm there now just to watch all that burn. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Great. The shade and pride that's been going on over there. It's been wonderful. So. It has. <laughs> All right. Well, I do appreciate you taking your time out of your day and your busy mom schedule to come onto the show. Um, and I will make sure to add all of your contact information in the show notes. And I hope you have an amazing day. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. You all have a great day. Bye. All right, fam, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Call Cheryl Hun, You're in a Cult. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope there is something in this episode that you can relate to, and I hope there's something in this episode that you can take away from. As always, I appreciate your support. If you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free to email me at callcherylhun at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hunt. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this episode. And I'll see you next Monday.